The Brandon Peters Show may contain explicit language and detailed plot points. For more information on the show, stay tuned to the end of the episode. Show. I'm Brandon, and this is my co-captain, Jim. Hello. This installment of Old Space Show follows our continued episode-by-episode travelogue through the first season of Space 1999, where the moon is knocked out of orbit, wandering through the far reaches of space, the population of its human-built colony hoping to stumble upon a new home. Today, we are talking about the 14th episode, Death's Other Dominion. So many dominions. It's hard to keep them all straight. But this is not the first one. This is the other one. I prefer his prime dominion. This episode. Brian Blessed. This episode. Brian Blessed. This episode. Brian Blessed. This episode. Brian Blessed! A reminder, we are going through the episodes in the fan-preferred production order, not broadcast order, as found on streaming services. In this episode, on the ice world of Ultimate Ultima Thule, the Alphans encounter members of Lost Earth Expedition who have achieved immortality, but at a price. Excuse me, it's pronounced Athuli. Athuli. That's how they call Ultima Thule. Athuli. So yeah. As you can tell by my voice, uh, our guest star this week is Sir Brian Blessed himself. Brian Blessed is here. The, uh, Gordon the other- alive. <laughs> I swear my wife would leave me for Brian Blessed now, even. She loves Really? Him. She has such a huge thing for Brian Blessed, yeah. Oh, my. Seriously. And if you don't know who he is, shame on you. Yeah. Shame, shame, shame. Like, I didn't even look up to mention. I mean, he's everything. I mean, a lot of people know him from Flash Gordon that, yeah, yeah. from his role there, but he is. He was Boss Nast. Uh-huh. Boss Nast. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah. He, he still does He still does uh, voices to this day for cartoons. I'm looking at uh, mm-hmm. my kids love the amazing, amazing world of Gumball. He was Santa Claus on that. He's on Peppa Pig. Still doing voiceovers to this. Oh, and you, his mouth, his smile, his teeth, his gel. He's just somebody like there's nobody like him. Plus, like he was pretty so much considered the um, like ultimate version of Falstaff uh, for the Royal Shakespearean Company. He played Falstaff mm. in the entire Henry ad uh, oh, wow. they, when, you know, over yeah. the course of uh, like twenty years when they put it on. He's like he's known as like, like the quint- quintessential Falstaff. Gotcha. Uh, so. From the RSC, so pretty cool, awesome actor. I remember I went through um, during lockdown and stuff uh, this year. I went through Blake Seven, that uh, 
British sci-fi series, mm-hmm. and he showed up in like episode three. I'm like, episode three, and they're already going with Blessed. Holy shit! <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was like, damn. He normally you bring him in later, but I was like, yeah, wow, must, episode three yeah, to bring around, in dog. <laughs> Like, damn. Uh, uh, this one also it's directed by Charles Crichton, who we talked about before, and written by Anthony Turpeloff, who we've talked about before. Blessed is the thing with this episode. Well, there's also there's also John Shrapnel. Guest artist John Shrapnel. John Shrapnel. He plays uh, Captain Jack Tanner in this, and he's very much like the puck, or like mm-hmm. he's like got these Shakespearean, like he's he's crazy. He's like the fool, but everything he says sounds like it was cribbed from Shakespeare. It's like you know, right? You know, the sun, right. the sun breaks upon your eyes, and yet you hear not the dawning. You know that kind of crap all through this. So. Um, as we mentioned, his character, be aware that he, everything he says, he says cryptically as possible and mm-hmm. say anything in a straightforward way at all. Yeah. In fact, this I one... call I, my, uh, my, my overarching note on this entire episode, vague Shakespearean overtones. <laughs> just because of a great title, just because of shrapnel and blessed in the way they play this episode. You know, oh, totally. Yeah. You know? Totally. Uh, we'd start on those two. Uh, they're on an ice planet, and Alpha's passing by, and uh, and he's like, "Yo, come check out the sights." But then Tanner's like, "No, don't come. Like, stay away." He's like, "Stay away." And Bruce is like, "F that. Come on down." And the funny thing is, when uh, the way he says "stay away," yeah, it sounds like the guy in Holy Grail where they're bringing out the dead, and the guy's like, "I feel happy." <laughs> he's like, "Stay away." <laughs> That's how he sounds. Like this opening scene almost reminded me of like uh, like Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead. Like you took like two minor characters from another like Shakespearean yeah. play and put them in something else. Right. Kind of reminds me of that because the way they speak to each other and the way they talk. Almost. It's true. Just, and it's really it's us moon bay making me bay. <laughs> you know, just oh crazy flower language. This whole thing. And my favorite line that Blessed does in this whole episode is in the very beginning. He says, "We're broadcasting live from Ultima Thule." <laughs> <laughs> and if I still had a college radio show, I would use that. <laughs> I would totally clip that out and use that for my oh for, my show. for real broadcasting live from Ultima Thule. <laughs> Man, you need a big antenna to catch that show. Anyway. After after the opening credits, I thought it was really cool. They have like the eagle enter this cloudy atmosphere, which is totally dry ice, but yeah. it looks really cool. They they shot it pretty nifty. I I like. It. They make an emergency landing on Hoff, pretty much. Yeah, they, they pretty much, and we get these new winter ready uniforms. Right, right. Blue. Like I, I want to mention really quick though, there's a great shot in this as they're about to crash mm-hmm. or make their emergency landing, or whatever, and it shows the um the console of the eagle one and the biggest thing on the console is a panel and all the panel says on it is emergency landing <laughs> press the <laughs> button you flying the eagle around you know and you're like uh, what's that big panel for what does that do i mean it takes up a lot of the space on the console what's it for oh you know it's emergency landing panel <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah so they yeah they do crash on this planet and like I sorry, I love these jackets. If someone wants to yeah. make me a jacket, one of these jackets, I will wear the shit out of they it. Are cool. So cool. They are very and cool. it's like, oh, new variant action figures to collect. Like, <laughs> got Koenig in, in the in the winter <laughs> Koenig with lame with, with lame tagline action. <laughs> <laughs> P- 
Press the button. Victor, Everybody, we are not go home. <laughs> Victor, you press the button, he scratches yeah. his chin and looks thoughtful. I, I did <laughs> I did find it funny when they left the Eagle and they had their goggles on and their hats and, and hoods and they had mittens on. Yes. And I was like, I don't know how effective those big mittens are for space research and discovery, but Plus the face maybe they're warm. They it looked like the soap from the car wash. Oh, the snow, yeah. Like the it didn't blizzard. cling to people the way snow does. It clung to them the way soap did. Yeah. So it looked like they were at a, like a foam rave or something. <laughs> no, it was totally foamy stuff. That's what I wrote down like, oh, foam. Or it looked like maybe like a tire was spinning and shooting it at them, right. but it wasn't like snow. <laughs> it was, Plus, it was like, like they're out there for two minutes and Helena gets lost. Yeah. Like they're going, where's Helena? I don't know. And they all break up. Alan gets lost. There's a long, like uh, it's all just wandering. App for some reason. (laughs) Helena tries to take a nap, then she gets up. I wrote in big red letters in my margin here. This sequence goes on forever. It does. It does. It's really long. I'm like, it's just walking around in foam snow. That's all. But then there's falling. Well, first, first Helena wanders off. Then Koenig and Victor are like, oh, we need to find Helena. Then Victor is all, I need a nap. I'm going to lay down. And Koenig has to carry Victor a yes. shoulder. Then Helena, we see it cut to Helena. She wants to take a nap. Because, you know, the first thing you're doing when you're freezing to death is lay down and take a nap. And then she gets up again, you know. It's well, like, and, oh. and then Brian Blessed shows up. He's like, Alfred's go home. <laughs> right. Uh, and... Uh, yeah, after crew versus snow, he him and a pair of guys with these light torches thingies, they find Helena passed out, and then they f- find um they find uh, Koenig, and, Koenig and, and Bergman, and they now, take him to their underground ice layer. Right. Uh, oh, we'll get to that in a second. But Alan in this scene is by himself, right, marching through the snow, and he's like singing some song to himself. Maybe it keeps him warm. Like about <laughs> Lucifer's something. I don't know. It was weird. It was like some army song or whatever. It was really weird. And I'm just like, what the hell is that? But yeah, they take him to this cool styrofoam ice cave. And for yeah. some reason, they have a giant breakfast casserole in the middle of their cave. <laughs> I'm not kidding. It looks like a giant. Yeah. Go, go look it up online, folks. I'm not even kidding. It looks like a giant breakfast casserole. It really does. <laughs> I don't know why. Maybe they really are really into breakfast casseroles. I don't know, but they, it's huge. It's like you know, big as a bed. Yeah, it's all they have, and like, and they're all like, "Oh my gosh, it's so good!" Like, you'll be sick of it in two weeks. Like, yeah, it's just, yeah. It's not special, Mary. So Especially these people, well, these people are from Earth, and they're they're survivors of the Uranus the expedition, expedition Uranus, yes. Eighty-six. I was in college then, you know. <laughs> the money, seriously. <laughs> I like how they say, "Yes, it's one hundred and seventy degrees below zero, but we've adapted to it." We learned really. this on Uranus. That's cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, the the planet is called Ultima Thule, and Ray. The guy who's the weird dude is uh, Colonel Jack Tanner and has a thing for Helena, but he's uh tells her, I am Jack the Fool. Right. Uh so they crew Brian, and then Brian Bless's character is Dr. Roland. He kind of tells them their story. He's like, mm-hmm. Hey, you know, we're on a mission to Uranus. We went like through <laughs> space and time through Uranus. 
Yes, I keep saying it. You wouldn't believe what happens in Uranus. Yeah, well, you know, things come out of Uranus, things go in Uranus, whatever. But anyway, they came out of Uranus and like went through some space warp or whatever, and now they're here. He's like, that movie was called Inner Space. Anyways, um, the crew... The crew back at Alpha sits like waiting, and they're they're like, oh, "Hey, the, the, the ice conditions are worsening down there, guys." Yeah. Well, they try to um, they try to reach them, but then uh, Brian Blessed breaks the radio, right? Right. But they do reach Carter, who's like laying down inside the Eagle. Why is he so sweaty? I think he's wet from the snow. I think no, the snow that doesn't melting. look like it. Like he's trying to <laughs> take. He tries to take off from the snow. He's like, "Look." If I don't take off, my, I'm going to get buried. My eagle's going to get buried in the snow. We can't have that. Mm-hmm. So he's like taking off, right? And he's straining like he's really constipated. So he's like, oh, come on, take off, take off. And he's just ripping sweat. And I'm like, it was like Nathan Thurm, that, that uh, Martin Short character from Assassin's Creed. <laughs> just so much sweat on him. It's like, what the hell? But I guess it could have been water from the snow. But I guess because I realized the snow was foam. I didn't, maybe I didn't see it as melting. I don't know. It just, I was just wondering why he was so sweat, sweaty. It could be sweat. And they act like he's, like he's physically pulling it. I'm like, you're set controls, man. You're Yeah. Like right. he's actually physically pulling the ship out of the snow. Yeah. So Brian Blessed, yeah, he, he shows Koenig that there's no alpha response. and um. Well, no, they walk out just as Alan's taking and, off. And, well, no, that's what I mean. They, they like, he oh, shows okay. him that and then they walk outside and he sees him taking off and, um, in the last two couple, I noticed this here. So in the last couple of episodes we've done, they add, there's like two crew member women that look like identical, like they'd auditioned for the same parts. Mm-hmm. And I've noticed them popping up. They have like a similar haircut and stature and face to them, but like they're here then now, but I don't know if you noticed them as well, but they added like a woman somewhere along the line. She looked like the, so there's, there's Helena, Sandra, this other blonde that gets lines every once in a while. Right. She was the one playing badminton in the last episode. Yeah. And then there's another one that looks like her. Okay. <laughs> and I think she's got an accent. That's not confusing at all. Yeah. But they stood next to each other in this one. I'm like, oh, they are. They're, they're different. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> My favorite part about this was when Alan's coming back, right? He, he takes off mm-hmm. and gets out of the snow. And he's telling a story of what happened to Alpha, right? Mm-hmm. Now, if I didn't hadn't been watching the episode. If I just saw that part. I would think he had killed them all. Right. <laughs> the way he explains it, it's like they never came back. They, they were no. I couldn't couldn't find them, <laughs> and I couldn't see them, and they were gone. I'm just like, well, if I was listening to that back on Alpha, I'm like, when did, you know, he just got rid of three of our ranking officers. Right. Uh, it seemed a little sketchy. It did. Um, the people of this. Uh, Ultima Thule, they they're like Helena. You need to you need to go back to Alpha. Well, wait, wait, you didn't Jack T- Helena's sleeping. Yeah, Jack Tanner walks up and breathes on her, <laughs> literally just. <sighs> and then he walks to the other side of her and then breathes on her, and then she wakes up. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, if some hobo breathed on me, I'd be waking up pretty quick too. Right, of course. And then some woman out of nowhere, like, does all the exposition that Jack Tanner can't do because he's too cryptic. Right. She's yeah. like, look, dude. And she, like, lays it all out for Helena. Yeah, she's like, we're, we're people living here frozen for eternity. And, like, they, they've been there for over 800 years and haven't aged right. and they can't have kids. And, like, Helena's like, ooh. And 
some guy's like, the price for immortal life is impotence. And they find the year on that planet is 2,870. Right, so they've gone into the future almost a thousand years. Yeah, because I mean that's not there's a between ninety nine and eighty. Would they say eighty six is when that happened? Eighty five was the uh, expedition, expedition from Uranus. Yeah, so it's a long. They've been tr- out there a while, like eight hundred eighty years or yeah. something. Um, I I love the part I liked about. Oh, I'm sorry. Go on. Oh, we'll I, get, I'm getting a little ahead of myself. Okay. Well. Blessed that is like, okay, 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 okay. But look, I have a ship here. And once we discover ship from the Mandalorian. Yeah. It, is. it looks like it's it a does. Ship from the it does. Um, and once they discover the secret to eternal life, they're gonna use it to explore the galaxy as gods in the universe. Right. But first I need to use you as lab rats. Is that okay? Yeah. Is that okay? And Victor and Helen are all like, fuck yeah. Oh, sorry. No, you can cuss on this. Mister and Helen are all like, "Hell yeah, we want to be, we want to be lab rats, we want to be immortal." Sounds cool. <laughs> hey, this is an explicit show. If you want to say the f word, you can. Oh, okay. I never knew. Yeah. No. I yeah. Tend the... avoid it when, I tend to avoid it just out of habit. Right. So, um, so Jack takes Conan. He's like, "All right, listen, man." <laughs> he's like, "These." I gotta show you something, man. Come here. Look at all these people. These they've been experimenting. There's like all these. It's genuinely creepy looking in this room. It's got a different lighting scheme than the rest of the ice place, and there's just these mindless wandering people. And he's like, "We might not die, but we can live on forever in complete mindlessness." And there's a great there's a great B movie called The Unearthly. Mm-hmm. Um, that they did on MST actually, and the last ep- the last uh, scene in that movie. Reminded me of this, just like a lot of people who are non compass mentis wandering right. around, um, well, not knowing where they were. And to explain Jack, he was one of these people, but he actually regained his mind and ga- got a psychic ability. And he's like in and sa- out of sanity. He's like comes and goes. And he, his big warning is, though, that Brian Blessed is working on one final great experiment. What could it be? Mm-hmm. And, uh, Appears to experiment something on Bergman in a glass case because that immediately happens. <laughs> like, it's like okay, let's go back to the raw Bergman. <laughs> like, there was no lead into this. Right. It's just happening. There was and, a big transition when they start raging against the machine here too. Right. Yeah, and they just the people all of a sudden they revolt. I'm like, did we miss an act of this? Yeah, exactly. I was like, did I, I even rewound it because I was like, did I not pay attention? Missed the scene or something? I rewound it. I'm like, nope. Yeah. Nope, they, they went from talking to Total Rage Against the Machine. They they blow up the giant uh, plexiglass cube, uh, all kinds of dumb stuff. The big salad shooter, they blow it all up. Right. Uh, Blessed gets, like, the people destroy it, and Blessed gets held in captivity by them. And but wait a minute, Koenig. wait a minute. After they blow it all up, Blessed looks at Koenig and says, I blame you for this, Koenig. <laughs> I'm like, what the hell? What did he do? And like, I just got here. You just know he just found out what this is going on. What, what? How do you blame him for it? You know? Yeah, and Blessed believes that they're adapting to the immortality of the planet Koenig, Bergman, and Helena, and um, Helena seems to be just sold on living on this shit Dude. ice planet. Like she is like, I don't know what it is with her, but like she's like, no, not just her. Great. It's Victor too. They're all like, hell, yeah. you don't want to be immortal, dude. What the hell? What like, are you doing? How- it reminds me, like, how many episodes have we had where everybody's like, yeah, man, this is cool. And Koenig's like, hmm, I don't think so, guys. Yeah. <laughs> like, this oh, is on, man. This rolling is- a lot of these. And Koenig's like, eh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But they're all like, ah, F you. We want to live forever, man. Come on. Please. <laughs> let's live forever, Koenig. Please. So what? It's cold. 
I don't care. We'll live in this ice cave with a giant breakfast casserole. I don't care. And uh, Carter heads back to the planet in Eagle, and Jack finishes the transmission so Conan can he can talk to Alpha. Right. And Maybe they should have put the de-icers on the Eagle the first time they came to the ice planet. That might have been smart. It seemed a lot smoother the second time. They, I'm just saying. Oh, I love it. I love this part where um, they're transmitting, and Cody's like, Alan, I hope you're hearing this. And he's like, you tell him we'll be right there. Yeah. I'm surprised <laughs> he didn't give him a big kiss or something. Right. And Carter arrives in the lair, and he's like, motherfucker, this is paradise. We are staying. Stay. Yeah. He's just like. Dang. I want to be immortal. I want to be immortal and manly. He's like, I almost died out in the snow, but damn, this is awesome in this little layer. Right. And then Brian Bless is like, "Hey, come on down. Everybody can come to Ultimate Thule. You want to? Yeah. <laughs> you know. And Koenig's like, they're like, you know, he's like, let him choose. And Koenig's like, nope, no freedom of choice. He even says that. Yeah, he's just- word for word. And then uh, he's he finally gets talked into letting them put it to a vote. Yep. All of us come or all of us stay. Right. <laughs> So Brian Blessing's all like, oh, well, I'll state my case to the people. And then the woman who told Helena about the weird thing before is like, well, I'll state your case to Moonbase Alpha. And then Koenig's like, ha, 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 you're a woman. You can't possibly explain <laughs> right. anything. I'll do that for you. I'm a white male. <laughs> and I love that. Like, after, like, he's like, we'll put it to a vote. Helena and Bergman are like, huh, all right, we got this in the bag. No doubt. Yeah. And holy shit. So... Th- they go to they take Brian Blessed on the eagle from the planet and he holds Helena's hand and then like we hear a scream from another room when it switches and she's holding this skeletal hand and you look and it's just fucking melted burn remain like it is the, horrifying. It's the incredible melting man. Yeah. From just, that movie. It looked just like it. It just looked like a melting pile of you know, corpse. Oh like, yeah. wow, this was on like regular TV <laughs> back in the seventies. I mean, this is a Close to an R-rated image, I would say, but yeah, I would say so too. But it's not quickly shot on; it's a long. But as soon as he held her hand like that, as soon as like he held her hand, I I knew something was up. Right? right? Yeah. And plus, Jack, of course, Mister Cryptic, and something you know, like a jealous lover of Timothule would not let us leave. You know, like what the hell does that mean? You know, and then we find out. Yeah, and uh, so immediately after this, like the. Uh, Thule people are on Thule and the Alpha people are back on Alpha and they're like, all right, well, hey, this ain't, just, ain't gonna work out. Um, peace out. Peace out. Uh, have a nice time. Um, Jack seems normal now. Yeah. Like in that last scene, he's like making coherent sentences and stuff. And I'm like, what? Mm. <laughs> you were you were insane, bat shit crazy through this whole thing. And now you're gonna be responsible and, you know, coherent guy? Come right. on. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. This. This episode, though, it felt bigger. It felt more yep. epic and more important than like all the other episodes. It like, seemed very, um, very much like, like I said, you know, it's Shakespearean overtones, but very mm-hmm. much like a stage play the way they did it. Like, there's, yeah, there's that that, it, that big set of the like the central Ultima Thule um uh, cave was almost set up like a theater in the round the way they shot it. And right. Like, yeah. Delivered lines to each other and stuff. It was very theatrically put together, and it was obvious to see, you know, while you were watching it, that they, that's mm-hmm. what they were going for. Yeah, it was grandiose, and if and there was, this isn't something we're used to in the show, but there was a lot of guest cast members, yes. like a lot, and there was big sets, the uniform change, and I kind of, I mean, under all this, there's a good science fiction ideals with moral choices to ponder, debate type thing on there, and it just, I felt like 
this was like a special, like a Space 1999, the movie, like kind right. of thing. On a very special episode. Yeah, That's compared to... Week week. Yeah, compared to what we've seen before, we see... There wasn't a lot of time spent in Alpha. In Alpha. It was a lot of on a, a exploring a planet, interacting with the people of that planet. It was an actual group of people. It wasn't just... Yep. Oh, look, it's it ourselves. It wasn't just a dude or a, or a big glow. Right. Thing. Yep. They didn't come to Alpha... Uh, and it just felt like there's a lot more put into this episode than all the others. So, I mean, this one's going to stand out for me yeah. looking back at it so far of the 14 we've done. I agree. And I was just like, all right, that's again, like I said, the staging of it really made a big difference for me in mm-hmm. the delivery. I guess if you're going to have like two of the biggest actors in the Royal Shakespearean company, right. Uh, roll in there, then that's the way you're going to go. And, uh, I, I, I liked this episode. That was, yeah, cool. no. And blessed wasn't like, way over the top he was more restrained than you typically see him oh i know the other guy john john shrapnel who played jack tanner he was the over the top one yeah he was over top one he was uh blessed was more the straight guy in this one yeah he was and Uh, i yeah i I really this was an episode i dug i mean it jumps i mean granted you're in the confines of a 50 minute television episode but there are some jumps that were like oh did we miss something here or there that happened really quickly but uh it didn't really deter from it and i overall so really would you want to? Would you want immortality? If I had to stay on the ice planet, yeah. If you had to stay on a styrofoam ice planet with a giant breakfast casserole mm. and Brian Blessed, oh, and Brian Blessed, but he's doing experiments the whole time too. If he knocked oh, yeah. that off, maybe. I mean, as much as I like Brian Blessed, I think I'd be sick of anybody after eight hundred years. That's true. That's true. It depends yeah. on how many visitors you get. Plus, their food didn't look that great. They had those like mm. durian-looking things, and find a better planet with immortality. Yeah. Okay. Mm. I can see that. Maybe we get the beach planet from the other episode and then yeah. put it with the immortality from this episode. Boom. Hey, I don't know. It could be something cool. Could work out. Time, All right. for, time for us to shop around the Space 1999 reboot. Right. As they said <laughs> in episode two, hey, there's more around this universe. There's like two, what, 0.5 million possibilities. So. Right. Uh, <laughs> that'll do for another Moo Buggy adventure. Till next time, Jim. What's going with around? Uh, what's going on with you around the web space? Well, uh, you can catch me weekly on uh, at, uh, the Taylor Network of Podcast dot com on Nothing's On, where we cover all the new the news from the entertainment, TV, and uh, movie uh, worlds. You can catch us monthly on the same place for the Players Club, our video game podcast. This uh, this week we're going to be broadcast uh, going uh, hands on with the PlayStation Five and a lot of new games. And you can catch me uh, every week on hhwlod dot com. For the Walking Dead TV podcast, where right now we're covering Fear of the Walking Dead and Walking Dead World Beyond. All right, and you can find my written work at whysoblue.com. I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Brandon4KUHD. There's more from the Brandon Peters Show this week, but from Old Space... Alpha out. Thank you for listening. The Brandon Peters Show is a Creative Zombie Studios production. Produced by Brad Shoemaker and Brandon Peters. Written and edited by Brandon Peters. Announcer vocals by Jessica Olsman. Theme song by Metavari. Web design and show art by Brad Shoemaker with Brandon Peters. All music and clips featured in the episode are property of their respective studios and no infringement is intended. Additional information on this and other episodes at thebrandonpetersshow.com. 
For any inquiries, press opportunities, or sponsorship, contact mail at thebrandonpetershow.com. The show is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere podcasts are found. 